ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It's the largest weir completed in Australia since World War II. Central Queensland's newest ag precinct is now ready for water with the official opening of the Rookwood Weir at Gogango. The weir's been designed to hold back 36,000 megalitres of water from flowing down the Fitzroy River and instead being redirected to grow food. Katrina Bevan is the ABC News journalist based in Rockhampton and says the Fitzroy is Queensland's second most reliable river. Yes, so we heard multiple times today and we have previously that the Fitzroy River Basin, you know, it's uh, one of the largest catchments in the country, but more importantly, it's the most reliable, you know, it fills and it spills and that's, I guess, why the project is here. So everyone's pretty confident that it will fill eventually uh, and then uh, looking March, April next year, the taps will turn on for the people that have allocations. But at the moment, it's very dry, but yeah, hopefully not for much longer. The budget did blow out and I understand in part because... Uh, building a weir during La Nina years is actually a bit disruptive. Yeah, so it did blow out. It started uh, around, uh, I think, about $370 million and it's uh, gone up to about $570 million. So almost $200 million, uh, blown out. Like a lot of infrastructure projects, as we've been hearing in recent weeks, a lot of that's down to you know, increased cost in materials. There are a few COVID outbreaks on site, but mainly there were six inundation events. So where work had to stop, they had to get everything out, get flooded, go back in and clean. I did ask, was that not anticipated given where they're building? Uh, And it was anticipated uh, for some of those, but not quite this many. And that is, as you said, I guess, a linear pattern that we're building in those years with those inundations happening. Now that there's 131,000 cubic metres of concrete holding back uh, water, an ag precinct is guaranteed, but is it visible? Is any of that activity in the Gogango area already visible? You can see when you're driving into the Rookwood site, uh, one of the macadamia orchards there on the on the right, we drove past, there are trees planted there uh, and kind of, you know, quite a few um, paddocks full of trees there, young trees. So we did see some of the activity there. Um, but, you know, in terms of visible things that are underway, that was kind of the only thing, I guess, a few other investment um, things like the feedlot um, are using their water allocations, but are quite off the ground. Katrina Bevan, ABC News journalist. Well, water brings opportunity, as they say in this time, a new crop to the region. Rural Fund Management owns a diversified portfolio of Australian farm assets, they were one of the successful bidders for water and have already started planting a major macadamia orchard. National Manager Dan Edwards explains the vision his company has. Macadamia development is in the order of 2,000 hectares. It's a transformation of what was primarily um, cattle grazing land to irrigated horticulture, um, all, be- all made possible because of the water that was secured out of the and created from the development of the weir. Uh, it's got the potential for about $50 million worth of, worth of revenue and 60 local staff um, when we get into into operations. With the macadamia venture, where are things at with that now that construction is, is finished? What's the, the timeline looking like once you, the water starts coming in? The macadamia is well underway. We've got about 400 hectares planted and development and plantings that are continuing to occur 
um, already there's some unsupplemented water license that meant that we could start that development. Um, and because we could see and we're confident in the development progressing well, uh, this is the weir, um, we've, we've progressed our development, so we're, we're, we're well ahead of having land ready for planting and we'll continue to plant um, now that the, the weir is there, knowing that as the macadamias mature uh, and need more water, the weir will be there to support that. And uh, how long does that will that take before they're ready for um, you know domestic sale or export or whatever you're planning to do with the crop? They start producing in about three years and, and mature in seven to ten years, depending on the varieties and the like. So we'll have production in the next couple of years uh, and increasing as as those hectares of plantings come along, come into maturity, and come online for production. And, uh, you know, it's a long-term investment. You've got a lot on your plate with these things, uh, obviously being a national company. Are you looking at, down the track, more potential investment in the area? Obviously, we've got, I think, the council released an agriculture prospectus based on all these developments for the region, wanting to make a Fitzroy food bowl. Do you think uh, you'll be interested or other companies will be interested in coming to the region? I think we're definitely interested in, in the region. We've, we've got a big footprint in the the Ganga region and the wider Fitzroy region um, and we'd be happy to participate in more opportunities as they come up. I'd expect there are, uh, there's many others that would do the same. We're, we're there for the opportunity and, and everyone else can see the same. Dan Edwards, National Manager for Rural Fund Management, speaking with Katrina Bevan. As you heard, macadamia trees do take seven years to produce and coupled with that, floods, drought and a global nut glut The last few years have been some of the toughest on record for Australia's 800 macadamia growers, with returns now well below the cost of production. As a result, some have chosen to call it quits and exit the industry, but Australian Macadamia Society CEO Claire Hamilton-Bate told Jen Nichols she's confident there is light at the end of the tunnel. We've had a very tough couple of seasons. Australia's crop was down 20% on where we forecast at the beginning of the season. The majority of growers have got through the season, some making decisions perhaps not to harvest all their crop, uh, individual commercial decisions. But overall, certainly the feel on the ground is that there is light at the end of that tunnel. The sell-through and a lot of nut has gone offshore as nut in shell this season, and far less to kernel. Uh, and that's had implications because it's created problems in so long-established kernel markets. But overall, demand is strong, and I think the outlook is looking increasingly positive, much more positive going to next season. We're not at a point we can yet forecast a crop for next season. Flowering's finished, there's nuts set, but it's not until sort of early into the new year we start making those forecasts of the crop for the coming 2024 season. How did we get in this mess? It was a whole combination of factors, and the world crop overall is increasing exponentially. Although it seems strange to bring it up three years on but the COVID impact on markets worldwide particularly on the ingredients and incorporation and the use of styles of macadamia that are not the snacking styles which move so quickly it's a whole combination of factors it's obviously for the industry and for individual growers and for individual handlers and processors as well been a devastating couple of years but the way out is good productivity and maximising yields off farm and the demand creation activities that we need both here domestically and in export markets and there's a whole lot of that happening at the moment.
Our cost of production is so much higher in Australia than overseas, though, where millions of trees have been planted. It is, but we're also looking at where we can maximise efficiencies on farm, automation opportunities on farm, so that the road ahead, it's probably quite a different industry landscape as we've got to be super efficient, we've got to be super productive, and then we have to create that demand for Australian macadamias. Have many people left the industry? Anecdotally, there are trees coming out I don't have numbers up here, but certainly down in the northern rivers, there are a lot of trees coming out, some for replanting in a period of downturn, others with people choosing to leave the industry, and generally that's smaller growers for whom the economics just don't stack up. But at the same time, there's a lot of planting still happening in larger plantations, so it's a mixture. It is something that the industry has gone through before, perhaps not to this scale, but they have had a bust before. They have, and it is a cyclical thing, and that's never easy to say when you're the business in the situation at the point in time. Um, I'm very confident. I know a lot of the industry is very confident. Um, Macadamias are such a tiny percentage of world tree nut production. We're just on 2%. There are so many opportunities and it's such a great product. And that's the narrative both in the domestic market and in export markets that we've been pushing over the last six months. So what's being done to drive demand? We've had some great initiatives launched. You would have seen coverage of the uh, launch of Australian macadamias into the Indian market. That was in Mumbai. So the inaugural Australian macadamia festival run over two weeks with some high-end restaurants with a beautiful launch of a 16-course degustation menu featuring macadamias all the way through, and I was fortunate enough to be able to attend that. We had folk there, such as the CEO of Reliance Supermarkets. Now, that's the equivalent of having the CEO of Coles and Woolworths sit down to dinner. And the follow-up and engagement from those folk, from social media influencers from chefs and restaurants was fabulous. We also had some great trade activity, showing people how to utilise and importantly how to handle and store macadamias in, in a very different environment. So a huge amount of momentum, invites to Indian activities, in market activities early in the new year. And all of that was funded through the Queensland Government, through the Food and Fibre to Market programme. So we were so grateful for that because that adds to the levy funding that the marketing programmes run under. That allowed us to do so much more in India this year. Even though you might say, well, not everyone in India is going to eat macadamias, but even if you take a tiny percentage of higher socioeconomic folk, there's a huge market there. The other thing that's really exciting is the current domestic market campaign. Um, Hopefully your listeners will have seen some coverage of macadamias, be it on the billboards outside major retail supermarkets, through independent retail. Um, We've got a feature in Australian Women's Weekly and some great coverage. We actually had a dinner with Matt Moran at his beautiful restaurant down in Sydney. So hopefully if you haven't already get behind that there's a great recipe book for Christmas on the Australian Macadamia's website and please just get involved.